0: Welcome to St. George Orthodox Church, Homilies and Reflections. Today's homily is from the Sunday after Theophany. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen. Joyous Feast. Joyous Feast. Spraznikum. Spraznikum. Kali Eoti. <laughs> we continue to celebrate the Feast of Theophany and demonstrate through the blessing of the waters how our Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, has truly sanctified all things, both in the earth, beneath the earth and in the heavens, that everything has been sanctified by his sanctity, by his touching, by his coming into contact with all of these things. Certainly within... Our current moment within our culture, there's a lot of noise. You can imagine, maybe it's something like what the Israelites must have felt, and I'm I'm talking about people that are in the church, within the body of Christ. It's something like if you can imagine when the Red Sea was parted and the people are walking through it. We spend a lot of our time, our life sort of is in that moment of crossing the Red Sea. And the scriptures talk about how there was a wall of water on their right and a wall of water on their left. And there's this sense of impending, are these walls going to collapse on us? and leave us drowned in the sea. And just as when Peter walked on the waters and came to Christ and was walking, you remember how he saw the waves and he started to doubt and he became afraid and then he started to sink. So in the same way, we see these great, frightening, momentous things happening within our culture. And the tendency is to fear. And from that fear, the tendency is to grow and sort of fester with anger. But as believers in Christ, this is not the way. This is not the path for us. For us who have been given the scriptures and who have Christ in our midst and who have the Word of God spoken to us and read to us over and over and over again, we know. that in God's dealings with mankind justice is never divorced from mercy. And indeed we know from the scriptures that mercy triumphs over judgment, that mercy triumphs over everything within the life of the church. And so, as Orthodox believers, and I say that, you know, sometimes people think, you know, like maybe people are are catechumens and they want to convert to Orthodoxy. What you really need to convert to is to the way of Christ and the fullness of that way, which is a way of humility, It is a way, I heard a good talk this week on a biblical podcast. They said the apostles and the Lord himself don't have to worry about cancel culture because they are already canceled. The word of God itself cancels us, puts us in a position where we have no place to stand except to put all of our trust and our whole life and everything in God's hands, dependent on his mercy and his grace for us. We are already canceled. We have nothing left to stand on. Because in our midst came the Lord of glory and we crucified him. That's it. Game over. Canceled. Everyone. It doesn't matter, your opinions about anything are of very little substance or significance. And so we need to understand this as Orthodox believers. One of the ways that we accept this reality of having been canceled. And we talked a little bit last week about the Jesus Prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me, the sinner. In Greek, it's actually the sinner, as if I'm the only one. And so we talked a little bit about that. I want to share with you a passage from a book by Dr. Timothy Petitsis. It's called The Ethics of Beauty It's a very wonderful book. It's a very beautiful book. It's also a very large book you can see <laughs> it's uh how many pages i don't know seven hundred something pages, and it's a pretty small type so it's it's uh not for the faint of heart um, but I want to read to you a passage where he talks about. The heading is Becoming Sin as Christ Did. He says, Our religious lives are so weak. And this is why. Because we proclaim Christ as King and Savior there's a lot of that going on today, waving flags, standing around, talking about the triumph of God and all this other stuff, and aligning with this leader or that. We proclaim Christ as King and Savior, but we aren't willing to join Him as the very thing He became for us. The person who, though sinless, bore the burden of sin for the sake of man's salvation. We aren't willing to go down into the Jordan River and humble ourselves. And so we constantly play this game of trying to exalt ourselves against others, to try and find some security, a place to stand. But the Lord himself has taken away every place where we could possibly stand. And so the more that we try to stand, in judgment of our neighbors and in judgment of our brothers, the more that we try to find security there in our opinions, in our ideas about the world and how we think things ought to go, the more that we do that, the more that we distance ourselves from the Lord himself who became sin for us, who was willing to enter the Jordan River for us, though he had no need to, but freely becomes sin for us. We are the sinner, not because we are worthless, but because, as the scripture says, my brother is my life. I want to take the fall for him because I love him. That's all. Calling ourselves the sinner has very little to do with how sinful we've actually been. After all, Christ did it best. On the cross, his word, what he says to the Father, he makes us the innocent ones and says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they're doing, and yet takes all of the sin upon himself. Are we able to say that to our neighbors in our country today? Are we able to say, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing? Are we? When you recite the Jesus prayer, you unite yourself to him who became sin for the life of the world you join yourself to his person by entering into his act of self-emptying love for the entire world. This journey to perfect oneness with Christ is fulfilled when you call yourself by his, quote, assumed name, the sinner. Don't shy away from this part of the prayer. It's the answer to the first part, the calling upon Christ for mercy. Paradoxically, the mercy that we are asking for is exactly this, the strength and the clean joy to do as he did, to empty ourselves to the farthest extreme out of love for others. The mercy we ask for, you see, is nothing less than to share in Christ's own anointing by his Father, the descent of the Holy Spirit upon him, When that hits us, we find ourselves overwhelmed by the sweet longing to do what Christ also did in that anointing, which was to suffer for the life of the world. Not to eschew suffering, not to try to drive it away, not to try to make it, not to try to place it on someone else, but to suffer for the life of the world. We receive that mercy as we join with him who received it on the cross as well as in the resurrection. The cross and the resurrection are inseparable. This is St. Paul's whole message. Elder Sophroni, a recent saint of the church, said that the Jesus prayer fulfills both of the two greatest commandments. In this prayer, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me. We love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and we love our neighbor as ourselves. The Jesus Prayer fulfills the second of the two greatest commandments when we pronounce ourselves the chief of sinners, because in so doing we pronounce ourselves lost and everyone else saved. We often make the mistake of thinking that somehow that we come to the church again, that we convert to orthodoxy, to some sort of institution in order to save our individual self. Again, when you draw near to the foot of the cross, you cancel yourself. And in so doing, you unite yourself to the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who himself was canceled for the life and salvation of the world. Willingly so. And so may the Lord help us to follow this way. Not to give in to the fear and anxiety that in our fallen condition are so seemingly natural to us, not to give in to reactionary dispositions, not to give in to a spirit of judgment and condemnation, but to ourselves draw near to the cross and become lost with the one who is lost for us, so that he might find us. As he is the Good Shepherd who seeks after, always, to find that which is lost and to bring it to reconciliation with himself. Amen. Thank you for joining us at St. George Orthodox Church Homilies and Reflections. Please be sure to like and subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Okay, goodbye. God bless you.